Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Historic Pinstripes, where we discuss the history of the New York Yankees. Again, my name is Brian, and I have been a diehard Yankees fan since I was about seven years old. The goal of the Historic Pinstripe is to preserve the rich history and tradition of the New York Yankees by discussing the greatest Yankees players and moments in Yankees history. So once again, thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Um, this episode, of course, is on Babe Ruth's called shot back in 1932 in the World Series against the Cubs. It's one of the most legendary home runs that Babe Ruth ever hit, and there's a lot of controversy, I guess, if you want to say uh, about it, just for the fact that whether he actually did or didn't do it, because there's a lot of people, there's a lot of uh, back and forth about it. So let's get right into it. Um, back in uh, 1930, Joe McCarthy was actually the manager of the Chicago Cubs um, for a few few years before that too. Um, but he ended up getting fired in 1930. Um, I believe I think it was after the 1930 season. And of course, he ended up getting hired by the Yankees in 1932. He managed the Yankees to uh, their first World Series, I think, since 1928, uh, the Murderers Row Yankees, which I've discussed before. Um, however, uh, in August of 1932, Mark Connick, who former shortstop for the New York Yankees, um, he got traded to the Chicago Cubs. Um, and so, of course, a lot of the Yankee players really liked him, and they wanted to see him do well, even though he was on the other team. Um, but, you know, since the Cubs had made it to the World Series in 1932, and the Yankees, um, because, like, even nowadays, how um, the, the players have to vote, I think it's before the postseason, before any postseason games are played, um, they they vote in the clubhouse who uh, like who on the roster is going to get a full share of of uh, profits, and because the um, the players get to vote between themselves who's going to get a, a share of the profits and who's going to get like half a share, and um, I guess it was something that they even did back then. Um, so, anyways, Mark Honig, um, who had just come to the Cubs in August, uh, he was their shortstop. Um, he ended up getting only half a share, and this angered a lot of his former Yankee teammates that he had played with, including Babe Ruth, especially Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth even went on to call them cheapskates, and he, uh, the way he said it, was not very nice. <laughs> he he was uh, he was not he was he did not hold back at all. He he swore, and he was just he was very upset about it. And um, however, you know the Cubs even they they even went back right at Ruth, and they called him Grandpa. Um, referring to his age, because Babe Ruth in 1932 was 37 years old, so he was not quite the hitter that he used to be, but he was still a really good hitter. Um, Babe Ruth that year played 133 games, 41 home runs, 137 RBIs. He had a 341 batting average and a 489 on base percentage, led the league, and he also led the league in walks, of course, with 130. Um, so that's just that's just some of the numbers that Babe Ruth put up, even in his age 37 season. Um, how, so, I mean, Babe Ruth was still, even though he wasn't, he wasn't, he was older and he wasn't the player he used to be, he was still a very good player, but Babe Ruth was never shy, uh, in front of the camera or not, maybe not in the, the camera because obviously they didn't really, um, they, they didn't really have a lot of like press conferences and stuff like that back then. It was mostly all radio or it was all radio. Um, but anyways, so the teams, uh, th these teams, they did not like each other at all. Um. And the fans of in Chicago, they 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 were, um, I guess they were ruthless. I guess they 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 actually threw things on the field, and they would swear at the players and spit spit on them even. Um, and I guess uh, Babe Ruth 
Because when the Yankees and the Cubs played in the World Series, typically back then, um, they didn't take planes yet. So the teams would take a train. And I guess because those two teams didn't like each other so much, the Cubs and the Yankees actually took separate trains um, because, you know, they just didn't like each other at all. Um, so, uh, I, and uh, like I was saying before, when Babe Ruth got off the train and, you know, the Yankees too, and the players, they would, they would get off the trains with their wives, their wives and whoever they had with them. And I guess Chicago fans would even, you know, they would, they would even spit at the players then. And I guess there was even a report that, um, you know, even Babe Ruth's wife even got spit at just because, you know, Babe Ruth was with um, his wife, um, probably leaving the hotel or whatever, um, going out to dinner or something. So anyways, moving on. Um, October 1st, 1932 was Game 3 of the 1932 World Series, the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees have an already a 2 nothing lead in the series. They, I think they had won 107 games that year. So they were a very, very good team. But the Cubs were also very good too. You know, they they um, won the entire. They won the National League pennant. Um, so they were very, very good. But in batting practice, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. They went on. They I guess from what I had heard um, in doing my research for this, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. They they went on a rampage in batting practice, and they I think they hit like nine home runs or something like that between them. Something something like that. And I guess even before the game, before just before batting practice, or maybe it was during batting practice. Uh, they had talked to Ruth, and Babe Ruth even said, and I quote, Hey, you damn bum Cubs, you won't be seeing Yankee Stadium again. This is going to be all over Sunday. So he not only called his shot, but he also called the entire World Series, And if you think about it. But of course, you know, Babe Ruth was very upset about what the Cubs had done. Of course, with Mark Honig and just how the fans were treating them and and the players, and I'm sure you know there's probably no more knowing how rivalries are. I'm sure in New York fans were maybe not always as nice to Cub players as well. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on. So it was in Wrigley Field, Game Three of the World Series, um, October first. Like I said, forty-nine thousand nine hundred eighty-six fans were at the park in Chicago, and for Game Three of the World Series at Wrigley Field. I mean, during the game, like I said, was saying before. Um, the fans actually threw stuff on the field, um, and there was a lot of swears coming from the players, um, mostly directed at uh, Babe Ruth. And Babe Ruth, I guess, every time before, especially before the, the at-bat of the called shot, but every single time he'd just nod and smile right at them, and he'd give it right back to them. He was always he was just jawing right back at the dugout. Um, he wasn't shy at all, of course, being Babe Ruth. Um, and he actually hit a three-run home run in the third inning to right center field um, before the actual called shot in the game. Um, so he got the Yankees right on top, but then the Cubs ended up coming back. And it was 4-4 four to four by the time the fifth inning rolled around, which was uh, uh, the, the at-bat of which the called shot had happened. Um, so leading up to that, um, on the bench, the Cubs, I guess even before that really, the Cubs generally yelled oogly googly which I'm, I'm sure at the time was probably something um you know some kind of a taunt that they were just taunting Babe Ruth um, which is kind of funny now to, to think about but uh I guess that's what they were chanting or what they were taunting Ruth with um so uh so they were chanting oogly googly right back at Ruth and Ruth was just giving it right back to them um and he wasn't having any of it um 
So Babe Ruth was up fifth inning. You know, the boos and the taunt, taunting was getting even worse by the fans and the players. So Ruth was really hearing it. Of course, he had just hit a three-run home run earlier in the, in the game as well, and the Cubs were down. So, I mean, that's probably also a big part of why, um, you know, they, they were really getting on Ruth as well as, you know, all the things that he had said. Um, but anyway, so the game was 4-4. Four to four. There was one out in the fifth inning. Charlie Root was still pitching. He was the starting pitcher for the Cubs in that, that game. Um, and then uh, there was a first pitch. It was a strike, and uh, Charlie Root himself actually yelled out, Strike one! Right after the pitch. So that kind of tells you how, how the players were reacting to one another. And then right after the next strike, Charlie Root again, because it was another strike. And this time, I guess it was a called strike. Ruth didn't really like the call, so he let it go. And uh, Charlie Root yelled again. He yelled, strike two! Just kind of letting Ruth know that there were two strikes on him and, and everybody. And uh, But then this is what happened. Basically, Babe Ruth stepped out of the box and he kind of raised two fingers, and it kind of looked like he raised it, and I'm sure people, you have seen the picture or the video, because there are some videos out there if you look on YouTube, and, and uh, I'm sure MLB Network and um, other places have shown them before. But if you look at the, the way Babe Ruth was pointing, it looks like he, he was, he was kind of, it's, it's hard to tell if he was actually pointing towards center field. His, his fingers were definitely towards center field, but... You could see that his eyes were kind of focused on the dugout a little bit. So it did kind of look like he could have been mentioning he only has two strikes. So he's still in the at-bat. And in my opinion, maybe he was just kind of telling him that he had two strikes. But he could have also been saying he had two strikes and he's going to hit the ball a mile. Or he's gonna, like not necessarily hit the ball right to center field. Um, but maybe not. I don't, I don't know, obviously. Cause, but that's just a, a theory on my part. So anyway, so... There were a lot of people claiming a lot of different things about it between uh, Charlie Root and Babe Ruth and, you know, just, just where, where the ball ended up going and where Babe Ruth actually pointed and all that stuff. But what actually happened on the very next pitch, Babe Ruth got a curveball from Charlie Root and Babe Ruth, he just hit the ball. He hit the ball way to center field exactly where it looked like he had pointed anyway and went right past the flagpole. It's actually the longest home run that was ever hit at Wrigley Field, and I think it's still true today too, um, which is um, which is something that you don't really hear about because um, it's mostly known about, about for for being the home run that Babe Ruth called a shot. But it's also one of the longest. It is the longest home run um, in Wrigley Field history, um, and also that was the last home run that Babe Ruth ever hit in the World Series, his 15th career World Series home run, which at the time was the most home runs ever. I believe right now, I think it's like Manny Ramirez. I think Manny Ramirez might have it. Um, I'm not sure if somebody passed him up yet. But uh, so um, Babe Ruth was the all-time home run leader at that time. And, you know, as he was rounding the bases, I guess well, as he was rounding first, he kind of swatted away the dugout. And then uh, he was he was really giving it right back. He was still taunting them right from uh, even rounding second base. You can see him uh, making a shoving motion toward the dugout and um, kind of it looked like he was kind of moving his mouth a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, he was not, he was still just kind of giving it right back to him. And um, that's kind of how Babe Ruth was. Like, Babe Ruth was not shy at all, and he was not going to back down to anybody. Um, and another thing I uh, just thought was interesting, FDR, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who was going to be the next president, um, the 32nd president, um, he was actually at that game in Chicago, 
and he um, he actually I guess they said he actually laughed at, at when he was in the stands as Ruth was rounding the bases and kind of taunting back at the at the Cubs bench. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. So of course the next game Sunday and just like Ruth said, Yankees won Game Four, 13 to six. They won the World Series. They swept the Cubs. Um, so not only did he call a shot, I mean if you want to say he was pointing towards center field, um, not only did he call a shot, but he also called the game as well. He he said the Yankees were going to win it in four, and they did. Um, but so a few other notes I wanted to mention. There were a few other some some of the reporters back then. So the reporter that actually that actually made the headline that said Ruth calls shot as he puts home run number two in side pocket, basically using a of course a billiards analogy. Anyways, so Joe Williams was the reporter. Um, he was a sports editor, I believe, for the New York uh, New York World Telegram or something like that. Um, but he was the first. He was the one that that really kind of got the uh, the ball rolling with the called shot. And it sounds like the media really kind of stirred the pot with it. Uh, also, there was um, Babe Ruth, who at first he was kind of when he first started, he basically said that he he. Uh, he was pointing at the players in the dugout, and then later on, he ends up saying that he did not. Uh, he was he was calling his own shot, so he kind of went back and forth with it a little bit. Um, and uh, but because I mean, even even just after he had said that he was pointing at the dugout, um, they had asked him about it again. He said, "It's in the papers, isn't it?" Um, and I guess there was even another reporter. Uh, so uh, this was a Chicago reporter, John Carmichael. He said that Ruth said he, uh, he didn't point. That any particular spot, just that he wanted to give it a good ride. And so that was when Ruth went more with the called shot. And then Lou Gehrig came up to the plate after the home run in the game three of the World Series, and he had a home run right after Babe Ruth. And uh, so they they went back to back. Not only did Ruth hit a home run, but Gehrig did too. Because Gehrig was on deck, I mean, I feel like he probably would have had a very good vantage point on if Babe Ruth um, hit, you know, hit a, a called a shot. And he definitely thought that Babe Ruth called a shot. Um, this is what he said. He said that uh, there was never any question Ruth called the shot. Uh, and, and as for Lou Gehrig, Lou Gehrig, who was on deck um, as the Babe Ruth hit the home run, and um, it looked like he called a shot, uh, Lou Gehrig had, if anybody had the best vantage point, I would think it was Lou Gehrig. Um, and he even said that um, there was never any question that Ruth called a shot. So um, Lou Gehrig... Um, at least that that's a, a quote that I had found. Um, so I mean, if if that's true, if that's if you really did say that, I mean that's that's uh, sounds pretty legit. Because um, Lou Gehrig's one of those guys, you know, he's just a very honest, honest guy. Um, so and and there were actually three other players: Joe Sewell, um, I believe he was an infielder for the Yankees; Lefty Gomez, Hall of Fame left-handed pitcher; and George Pipgrass for the Yankees, who was one of their starting pitchers at the time. They also said the same thing, and even um, one of the Cubs' own one of the their Cubs' own players, uh, Guy Bush, who was actually one of the main um, main antagonists uh, against um, Babe Ruth, who was taunting him. Um, Guy Bush even said that he thought that Babe Ruth called his own shot as well, and he was a starting pitcher too for the Cubs. Um, so I just thought that was another important um, thing to mention and also I guess there's a book called um, Babe Ruth's Called Shot by Ed Sherman and in the book there's a sports reporter named Davis J. Walsh and I guess Ed Sherman said that David J. Walsh basically he leaped to his feet 
and he showed it over to the press box. Hey, he hit it exactly where he pointed it. And this is kind of where I guess they the mean they there's a, there's also a theory that saying how the media kind of kind of made more of it than it was. And it kind of makes sense in some ways because it sounds like they really kind of went with it. And I mean, it's kind of hard not to. I mean, you can't blame the media for doing that. They're, you know, they have papers to write. And back then, you know, the newspaper was the main thing back then. I mean, I think they did have radio too as well. But uh, the newspaper is what everybody need needed. And, you know, there were a lot of newspapers back then and they were really competing, uh, you know, for for uh, for people to buy their own newspapers so it may it would make a lot of sense if that that was true um uh so and then uh there was another quote by joe williams on uh, again uh new york sports reporter back then joe williams said about um that quote in the book by ed sherman he said that you know everyone just kind of went with it uh after you know the, the guy showed it out of this press box so i mean that that's kind of uh, that kind of is really interesting but also just the fact that how Lou Gehrig you know was on deck and actually you know even he thought that he caught his own shot it's just it's really fascinating just to see how many different opinions there are and just how like Babe Ruth himself was not always that clear but of course Babe Ruth was also very much a showman and of course he liked the drink and stuff like that too but he was very much a showman and he loved the game of baseball so I mean, um, that I I just think that it's just such a legendary moment. I'm just going into a little bit more. Um, after getting back to the dugout um, after Babe Ruth's home run, I guess Bill Dickey, Frank Rossetti, and Ben Chapman, who were um, former Yankees, of course. Bill Dickey being uh, one of the best Yankee catchers of all time, and Frank Rossetti was their shortstop. Ben Chapman was an outfielder. Um, they had said that Ruth claimed he he was just giving Charlie Root the starting pitcher for the Cubs a hard time. Um, I guess I guess that's what they had thought when Ruth got in the dugout after he hit that called shot home run. McCarthy um, he had said that he he didn't see him. Uh, he said he didn't even see him pointing to, out to center for, center field. So he didn't. He said he could have missed it, but he didn't even didn't really even see it. And I guess in that, and uh, from McCarthy's standpoint, I can kind of see what he's saying because I'm sure, you know, if you're the manager, you're probably he's probably looking over, like I'm sure he had probably had a bunch of things that he's um, going through and wanting to, you know, plan out the rest of the game and all that stuff. But at the same time, maybe he just didn't want to get involved in the whole um, the the whole thing. So there was a, a quote that I wanted to mention also from another Chicago reporter, Hal Totten. Um, uh, this, this was actually later on. It was like the, the next year in early 1933, probably around spring training. Um, this guy, Hal, had talked to Babe Ruth, and Babe Ruth told him, Hell no, only a damn fool would have done a thing like that, talking about the called shot. And um, so it's kind of interesting how Babe Ruth went from he kind of went back and forth with, on you know whether he actually even did the called shot himself. Um, so I mean, he also went on to tell this guy how talked in the Chicago Reporter, um, and this was again uh, spring training of 1933 or so. Um, he he went on to say, so I held up that finger and I said, I still have one left, meaning one strike left. And he uh, also went on to say that kid. You know darn well I wasn't pointing anywhere. If I had done that, Charlie Root would have stuck that in my ear. 
and basically, you know, meaning that he was going to, you know, knock him right down on, on his butt. And also, Babe Ruth also said that he never knew anyone who could tell you where, where you know, you were going to hit the ball exactly where you were going to hit it. So, I mean, th- those are some very interesting uh, quotes I just figured because it seems there's so many different viewpoints and it's just like, I think c- considering how Babe Ruth was, I feel like, um, I want to say Beirut definitely called a shot. And I think he still, he might have called a shot, but I don't really think he did. I think he just basically was giving the Cubs a hard time. And I think he was just kind of probably jockeying toward the bench and maybe even, you know, giving Charlie Root a hard time too, I'm sure. Considering Charlie Root was yelling right back after the each strike, strike one, strike two. You know, I'm sure he, wanted, he was giving him a piece of his mind because let's face it, you know, Beirut was not shy at all. Um, so, I mean, I, I think that, I tend to think that it, uh, Beirut was just kind of giving him a hard time. He just, he just wanted, and he just enjoyed the, uh, probably just enjoyed the discussion of, you know, such a big home run for the Yankees and and uh, really um, them beating a rival that really, um, you know, it's kind of hard to see the Cubs as a rival now because the Yankees really don't face the Cubs um, unless it's interleague baseball, but um, you know, back then it was a rivalry because of, you know, Mark Koenig and that whole situation. And of course, uh, you know, all the taunting that was going on and just the fact that the two teams were in the World Series. And back then there was no interleague play during regular season. So the National League, American League thing was a very big deal. And I believe in 1932, they had not played the All-Star game yet. I think the, uh, the first All-Star game came in 1933, I believe. Uh, but anyway, so that's my opinion of the 1932 called shot by Babe Ruth. Um, let me know what you think about the called shot in the 1932 World Series. Um, do you think Babe Ruth really did call a shot? Feel free to leave me an email at historicpinstripes at gmail.com. You can also feel free to comment on social media on Facebook, Historic Pinstripe Show. Also, you can feel free to comment on our Instagram at Historic Pinstripes. And you can feel free to tweet us at HistoricNYY and let us know what you think about, you know, the called shot and whether you think that um, Babe Ruth did or did not call a shot and why. But anyways, uh, if you don't want to, that's fine too. Again, I just want to thank you all for listening to this episode and any other episode you've listened to. I really, really appreciate it. Feel free to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and just feel free to listen. One last thing I just want to mention, the Historic Pinstripes is a proud member of the 4041 Media family with other podcasts such as Psych Your Crime, Free Your Geek, Movie Theater, Time Machine, Real Talk with Sensei Nick, um, and a bunch of other podcast streamers and uh, YouTubers. And feel free to go to www.4041media.com for more information on that. And once again, thank you all for listening, everybody. And as always, go Yankees!